Welcome to another episode of Chan with a Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. And in today's episode, I wanted to switch gears a bit. If you've been following my podcast journey, the first few episodes dealt more along the lines of career and job search. However, in today's episode, if you know me personally, I really emphasize that working professionals should have a side hustle to create an additional source of income that goes beyond their nine to five job. And this cannot be more prevalent in today's world because a lot of people got laid off due to COVID starting in the middle of March of last year and didn't have the additional income to support them to ride the wave of COVID that has affected a lot of working professionals. With that being said, I have brought on a side hustle expert, Vanessa Zami, and she will be talking about how you can start a profitable side hustle today. A bit of background about Vanessa, she's a business expert, keynote speaker, and best-selling author dedicated to helping full-time employees transition to entrepreneurship by building while employed. Her consulting company, Your Vision's Catalyst, coaches and advises 9-to-5ers on how to build a profit-producing, purpose-driven business without the overwhelm. Vanessa's background includes a management science and engineering degree from Stanford University and strategic leadership roles at various Fortune 500 companies. Her business motto is keep it simple, then keep it moving. So let's hop into today's episode with Vanessa Zami on how you can start building your profitable side hustle today. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Max. How are you? Good. How about you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. So as you know, 2020 was um, a roller coaster, uh, as you're aware, uh, with the pandemic. And a lot of people are getting uh, laid off or even offers rescinded. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on today is to highlight how important it is to have a side hustle because you don't know what external factors are out there that could make you lose your job the next day. So I'm very delighted to have you as a guest just to help people listening to this podcast to understand how to make or create a side hustle beyond their nine to five without having to overwork themselves. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about your uh, side hustle uh, program? Uh, Yes, so I'm happy to be on. And so for those listening, especially what I do is I coach, consult and advise nine to fibers on how to build their profit producing purpose driven business, even with a demanding day job. And so what I focus on, I do this in various facets, but I have a six month business accelerator called the Keep It Moving Business Accelerator. And in that I work with clients on efficiencies in their time management, their marketing strategy, their sales strategy. And really the focus is on how do we keep it simple? How do we ensure that, you know, because you know, I have clients who are doing nine to five, but they also have families, right? <laughs> you know, I have, you know, mothers and fathers, all that jazz, right? So it's not just your day job you have to think about, but you also have to think about all the other things that you have outside going on in life. And so it's how do you keep it simple when you think about your business strategy, when you think about how it is that you're implementing your marketing or going through the lead conversion or sales and all that stuff. And so that is what I got my clients on is definitely like a tailored strategy based on individual person. Because everyone, you know, some people have five hours a week. Some people have 20 hours a week, Max. Some people decide, you know what, I'm going to just do it full time. We'll just hire Vanessa to make sure, you know, I make it happen efficiently. And so it all varies. But yeah, but essentially it's all about working with that person, working with you um, as someone who is looking to build a business and figuring out how can you do it? What is the best strategy for you in navigating that? Like one of my clients, we use Instagram for her to get her people. She's doing an e-commerce store. Another client, we decided to do a masterclass webinar um, strategy for her and it's working beautifully. So, you know, it just varies. But yeah, but that's 
essentially what I do. Efficiency and effectiveness and strategies. Nice. So what are the biggest myths uh, when it comes to starting a side hustle for a nine to fiver? Where they're like, they have these myths about how to start one. So then they never actually start at all. I would say it comes down to three key things, right? So one, lack of time, two, lack of money, three, lack of knowledge. So when it comes to, for example, like the lack of time, right? And so you, you might find them, my father say, I don't have the time to make this happen, right? Or I'm so busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. That gets, that's a, that gets said a lot, um, even if someone doesn't even have a business, right? And so it's there's a lot of that in it, right? And the way that you know I work with my clients is definitely, we like literally the first thing I do with my clients is we work on, okay, when can you make this business happen, right? And so the ones who are coming to me, like, I don't have the time, like, okay, Let's figure out what you do during the week. Let's navigate that. And I think about it in terms of a big key concept. I, mean, I go through a lot of time principles, but a big key concept that I work with my clients on is you need to be selfish. You need to understand that you are trying to make this purpose and this business happen. And I work with ambitious purpose-led solopreneurs, Max. And so what does that mean? That means someone who is not just, oh, let me just get rich quick, blah, 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 right? You, I work with people that are looking to build an empire. Or they're looking to build that community center in their community or essentially down the line, right? They're looking to give more to their, to their church. They're looking to volunteer more of their time. They're looking to spend time with, more time with their family. They're looking to invest in, build this business so that they can pass along something to their child, right? I have one client who she has, you know, a mother of four-year-olds, right? And so she's looking to, she has a nine to five job, but she also has this digital marketing consultancy that she's building up. And her thing is she's looking to provide an example for her daughters on what else is possible, right? How else can you live your life, right? And so one thing, lack of time that people say, and I always say, you need to be selfish, right? In order to get all those dreams happening that will impact the rest of the world, you need to, right? Keep moving forward on this goal, on this purpose, on this business. It's more than just you, right? And so when people say you're being selfish for working on it, they don't understand, right? They don't understand you got something bigger going on. Um, and then two, lack of money, right? People, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have enough money, I don't have money. Listen, you have a job, right? You have a day job. That is going to be your cash flowing option, right? And I think of it as a lot of people are saying, oh, let me quit my job. Let me quit my job. I got to burn all the bridges. I got to, you know, you know, just go homeless. And then, and then my business can happen when I'm homeless, right? There's this whole like sort of you know, fantasizing about homelessness um, for some reason and using that to make your business happen. That's also a misconception. And the thing at the end of the day is your job is what's going to help you in ensuring that you don't make awful, terrible decisions when it comes to financial pressure, right? When you're you know, insured, like let's say you're doing client service work, it ensures that when you're talking to the next client, you're not sitting there like, oh my God, this person doesn't buy from me. I'm not going to have food on the table tomorrow. OMG. Uh. That's what having, when you have your day job, that's what ensures that you are not sitting there stressed out about you know every ad campaign, every marketing campaign, every you know conversation you have is not like the next the next, you know, bread, slice of bread on your plate. And so the whole idea of like putting your job and all that jazz, you need a lot of money for it. Listen, you had the money that you need, you had the resources that you need. And the third, and feel free to stop me, Max, if you need me to, but essentially the third is a lack of knowledge. And so in terms of people are saying, I don't know enough, right? Um, or, you know, maybe you're looking to, you've always thought about doing a restaurant, right? Maybe you've always thought about doing a restaurant. And so there'll be that person who says, oh yeah, but I haven't been a chef. What do I, you know, like people, you know, I haven't been a chef. I haven't gone to culinary school or I haven't, or I haven't, um, you know, gone to do some fancy, like, you know, five star thing, you know, Michelin star restaurant or something like that. Right. What do I know about building a restaurant or a cafe or whatever it may be? And unfortunately, what's up happening is that 
people end up then saying, oh, I guess I can't make this happen. But here's the thing. If your friends have been telling you that your cooking is good, if your friends are telling you that, you know, you know how to make, you know, the, the best cookies in the world, right? Or the best Italian food in the world, right? Or they're like, oh my God, this is so good. Guess what? You have the skills that you need. Now it's a matter of putting a business, business strategies behind it, right? Figuring out how can we ensure that you build this business that you want to build that can lead to your legacy, that can lead to your financial freedom in a way that you can still, you know, keep the security and the the comfort of your day job while you build the business until it can stand on its own. The restaurant example, can you actually start a side hustle in the restaurant business? Yes. And so, and I say that in terms of when we talk about, you know, starting a side hustle in restaurant business, Essentially, but like when I hear that question, my thing to myself, essentially what you're asking is in my mind, right? Is can you, right, start a restaurant while you have your day job? And the thing is, the question I have is define restaurant. Essentially, can you start selling your food and can you seat people in a space so that they can come come together and eat together? Can you, you know, get yourself supplies and materials and all the resources that you need for cooking this meal? For people and the answer to all those questions are yes <laughs> you know it's just a matter of being crafty and creative right i'm thinking to myself okay you can host a dinner party at your home or in your apartment or your condo whatever right or at your friend's home or apartment or condo or at an event space right especially especially now during covid listen event spaces will they're like oh you have an event oh come come <laughs> um and so like you can make it happen it's just a matter of you know and this is what you know i go through with my clients it's a matter of being creative and it's difficult when you are in the like when you're in it to like look big picture, you know, when you're just like, oh, but can I really make this restaurant happen? Like, oh, I don't think so. I mean, I need all these things and like all that stuff. And then this Google thing is telling me that thing. Then I, I looked on that restaurant culinary show and they were telling me this thing and uh, I don't think I can make it happen. But it's really a matter of how can you make it happen? How can you make it happen for yourself? And there are different ways for you to validate, for you to build up and for you to then get what you need in order to, you know, get to that restaurant space that you need, right? Or essentially reimagine the restaurant. How can you reimagine the restaurant experience during even this COVID time or even during, you know, outside of COVID time, right? When you're thinking about building a restaurant. And it's just a matter of being creative and being in developing efficient and effective strategies in how you can make what it is that you want to do and make your purpose come true. With that being said, what would be the foundation for someone that wants to do a side hustle in terms of budgeting and testing business idea? Yes, great question. Um, And so I go through with my clients like a three sort of three part process, so to speak. But essentially the first part is how do you essentially fish efficiently, efficiently pitching and planning your business. And so that comes down to like real simple. You don't need a 35 page business plan here, right? We're literally, what you need is you just need something to share with the world so they can understand what it is that you're delivering. Right. And so the three components of that, that I always tell my clients, who, what, how, who are you serving? What problem do they have? And how is it that you help them? Who are you serving? You're serving maybe single couples, what problem do they have? They don't have a, you know, a good place to dine around that's affordable and just intimate, you know? And so how do you solve their problem? You are providing uh, intimate space in the evenings for them to come together and meet other couples and, you know, everyone to just foster their love all around. Who would help, right? And then from there, now you have something to sort of share with the world, right? And yes, you're going to need a whole longer story and all that stuff. And that's a whole, like, process, hero story, all that jazz. But essentially you have that three, those three components, who, what, how, you can take that anywhere with you, right? You can share that with anyone, anywhere, doing whatever, right? That's your marketing copy, literally right there, your marketing message. And then from there, we go into how do you effectively market and validate your idea, right? And so 
And that just varies depending on resources that you have, right? You can do free marketing, you can do paid marketing, um, you can do, you know, and free marketing runs the gamut. <laughs> um, paid marketing runs the gamut, not just Facebook ads. There are also other types of ads. There are also sponsorships of different things. I mean, you can sponsor Max's podcast and he can, you know, you know, share more about your restaurant, et cetera. And so essentially there are different ways for you in the free marketing and paid marketing space in order to do that. What I tell people who are starting out, leverage your community, leverage your community. Who do you already know who's a couple, right? For in this example that we're going with, who do you know who's already a couple who told you that they look in someplace to eat? Um, who do you know who knows a couple, right? So leverage your community, leverage the resources that you have right now as you work towards making, you know, or sort of a version 1.0. Who do you already know who can already tell you what is it that they're looking for, right? Have interviews with them. Use them as test subjects, so to speak. And for your business, for your, whether it's a product or service-based business, use them as a test subject of whatever theory or, you know, purpose that you have going on. And then thirdly comes the, you know, part of mastering. And when it comes to mastering your idea, that ends up being, you know, like, okay, so now you have people, you're talking to some people, you got some, you know, your, your pitch is like efficient, you know what you're saying. Okay, cool. Now that comes all the little features and kinks in it and all that sort of jazz. And that comes into structuring your product, structuring your offer. Right. And so how is it that you're going to package this experience? Are you going to put, is it, is it going to be someplace where you're, you're like, okay, okay, couples is every day is going to be like the holiday. And so you're sort of, you know, all your decor in this mini restaurant that you got going on is going to be, you know, Christmas lights or something like that. But how are you packaging it for people such that it meets what it is that they tell you that they that they want? And to some extent, right? You don't want to do not, you don't have to do everything everyone says. That's a whole nother crappy thing. But um, you know, to some extent, it meets what it is that they want and solves their problem while also showing the value of the solution that you're providing and how it is that you're differentiating from anywhere else they can eat or any other food that they can eat. And then after that, it's just a matter of doing it in cycles. Keep on doing it repetitively, right? Like there's one client I have where you know. We like I mentioned earlier, she she just joined like what ten days ago, and in ten days in ten days in accelerator alone, she has already like literally went from started with zero, and then now we're getting her. We have a master class already set up for her to do, um, and she has over hundred people already RSVP'd for this and all this other stuff, and. I told her, you know, no matter what happens on that day, this is the strategy that works. That's clearly working for you. So we're going to keep on doing it because part of business is being consistent. And so it's not, oh, I launched that first night and it didn't go well. Guess I'm not supposed to do this. It's I launched that first night. I got some people to show interest. What needs to change? How do I need to tweak it? Okay, launch again, right? It's a series of launches as you go through version 2.0, version 3.0, version 4.0. Every product that you're seeing, you, you listeners, right? Every product that you're seeing was a version 1.0 at some point in time before the version 10.0 that you're seeing today, that makes you think that is perfect. And so just remember that as you're going through your business, as you're testing and validating and launching as well. Okay, so in, in terms of testing, how fast should you get your first sale? How fast should you get your first sale? I would say that's, so I would say I do not put a number on it. I think for me, I try to get my clients sales within the first month if they're about it. So there's some clients who, some people just aren't ready, aren't ready for money yet. They say they're ready for money, but then you speak to them and you're like, so when do you want to reach your sales goal? And they're like, oh, it's okay. I can make it work. I don't, I don't really need to. Eh, nah, 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 nah. So that person, they'll, they might take another one to two months or so. But if you're like, listen, we need to get sales. Like literally, like I spoke to the masterclass, like I have no doubt she's going to get sales on, on Tuesday. But I'm an optimistic realist person. I'm like, listen. Realistically speaking, this is her first ever masterclass that she's ever taught. Optimistically speaking, I've prepared her well. I have like, we have the back end set, the front end set. We got, you know, she like literally, we have the RSVP set, reminders, all that jazz set up for her success. And so she just needs to deliver and it's going to happen. But essentially, so in her, in her case, she'll get sales in like less than 14 days. Um, essentially, you know, after and after things that before she was even connected with me, she has spent over a month 
marketing and testing and all that stuff and like no luck. In 14 days, there will, there will be luck. Um, and so I know that about that, but that's just the optimism in me. Um, but realistically speaking, hey, is there a possibility that that's going to happen? There's a possibility that she will not get sales. But best belief, she will have three extra email lists in the process um, and nearing 4,000 4, followers um, on Instagram and all that stuff. And so, hey, take what you can get. And then you have to test it again and keep on moving. And so I would say when I answer, when you think about that question of how fast you should get sales, it's how fast do you want to get sales? And you have to develop the strategy to make that happen. Because what ends up happening as new entrepreneurs is that a lot of people who are, you know, you're seeing five steps to make 24K in like four hours or, you know, what, what else is there? Like, oh, you know, magic formula to make you 100K in three days. No, like don't love no. Right. And the thing is that you need to look behind the covers at those things. Because when people are telling you, oh, yeah, I made 24K in like four days and you can too. What they're not telling you is that in order to even get to that, there was a whole five years prior where they were building up followers. There was a whole one year prior where they were testing out different things and doing different launches and like things were failing and things were working. There was a whole, you know, they, they ended up having a friend who had a, you know, 100,000 subscribers on their email list and they were able to use their friend's email list. Um, you know, all this, like, there's a thing, there are things that are not being told to you. And so you can aim for the sales that you want and definitely have that in mind. But ensure that at any point in time, you're just making progress and be grateful for the progress that you're making. Have that hunger, have that drive and be grateful for the progress that you're making. Especially if you're doing this doing it while you're nine to five, if you're doing this while you have a family, if you're doing this while you are doing all the other things that life has to offer, be thankful and be grateful that you are making progress. Be grateful that you are moving forward in your purpose and in that profit producing business that you want to have. Now, the best way to do that is don't, don't be sitting here doing DIY. If you try DIY stuff all your life, guess what? You're going to waste the 5, 10, 15 years, which you could have done in, in one month. You're going to end up spending five years trying to get it done. That's what happens to the DIYers. And so ensure that you get the help and support that you need, whether it's a mentor, whether it's an expert, whether it's a coach, whatever it may be, but get the guidance that you need so you can ensure that you are successful and set up for success from the get-go. Okay, to talk about the DIYers, there's a lot of people on LinkedIn. That's my uh, bread and butter in terms of platform. And there's all these people starting side businesses, but it seems like they have no guidance. They're just doing it on their own and testing it. But you're saying that it's better to get like a mentor or coach to help you accelerate your progress. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Um, and I I love, I love how, and I want to emphasize here, listeners, how Max said LinkedIn is his, is his bread and butter. He focuses on one marketing platform. Facebook is my bread and butter. Just want to put that out there, folks, as a lesson to you. Focus on your, your one platform there. But I just wanted to put that aside. Okay. But in terms of answer your question, Max, um, when it comes to, you know, the DIYers and yes, exactly. I'm saying you get yourself the coach, the mentor, the expert. At the end of the day, folks, successful people have coaches. They may not be out here, you know, on stage telling you about their coach because they want to make it seem like they're doing it by themselves. It's a whole pride thing. But best belief, <laughs> there is a team of people behind them in that backstage speed dial, whatever it may be, who helped guide them to that stage. So DIY is just not the way. It's just not going to work. Right. And I'm saying it's not going to work. There's a, there's a few, there's a couple of people where it may work for you. But even the child who like is a child prodigy who like has a business at the age of 12. Guess what? Their parents are there with them. Um, and so did they really DIY? No, they did not, right? And so at the end of the day, it's every successful person has a coach, a mentor, an expert, someone behind them that's giving you direction. So because what ends up happening is that, especially as a solopreneur, and I focus on the ambitious, purposeless solopreneur space, you are solo. But that does not mean that you're not the CEO, 
the CMO, the COO, the CTO, the chief tech officer, the CPO, the chief product officer. Right? That doesn't that does not mean that you know even though you're solo, it does not mean that you're not doing the marketing, the product, the tech, all that stuff. That still all has to get done when it comes to your business. And so what I say that to say there are so many business decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, so many business decisions that you have to make, especially, and then you're doing all the other stuff that you have. You have the family, you have the day job, you have, you have all this other stuff that life wants to throw you away because life is just life and that's just how it works. And so you need to think about how do you keep yourself together? How do you ensure that you're seeing the little, the little minute things, but also the big picture? How do you ensure that when you're posting stuff and you don't see any likes, you don't see any follows, you don't see any comments, how do you ensure that you get yourself back up again and you realize, listen, you may not get begin any likes or follows, but there are people who are checking you out. They lurking, the lurkers. You may not, you may not acknowledge or see the lurkers, but they're there. Um, and so the thing is, when it comes down to it, a coach expert is not only just for strategy, but also for the mindset piece. Very important piece when it comes to entrepreneurship is that mindset piece. That piece of, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have your mind right, you ain't going to come right. And the thing is, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your solopreneurship, if you don't show up for your business, I always say this, if you don't show up for your business, no one else is going to show up. If a cafe owner owns a cafe and then they decide they're not going to come that day to open up shop, guess what? That shop is closed. People will walk down the street. They will see the shop. They will see the close sign and they'll be like, oh, look, there's Starbucks across the street. And that's what it comes down to. And so at the end of the day, you need to ensure that you are showing up for your business. And that means mind, body, and soul. And so find yourself a community. Find yourself a coach that you can work with. Find yourself someone who you believe can really help you in developing the strategy and helping and keeping track of you. A big role that I play in my client's life is I'm the project manager, right? And they say, especially as you know, I provide accountability support, but it's also just project management, right? And I'm just like keeping track like, hey, remember... The last conversation that we had, we talked about you going to do this and that, you know, how's that going? How's that going? And it's just having that person who's there with you along the way. It's kind of like training for a marathon. You can train for the marathon yourself. Sure. If, you know, if, if you've never run a day in your life, if you never run a day in your life, if you've never really, you know, ran races, but you say, I'm, you're going to run that marathon. You can train for the marathon yourself. You can absolutely do that. You can definitely DIY a marathon training. You can watch some YouTube videos. You can move it. You can do that. But let's be honest with ourselves. Are you going to snooze that alarm? Do you know all that it takes to train for a marathon? How much more helpful would it be if you had a fitness trainer who's knocking on your door like, listen, <laughs> it's time to wake up. <laughs> we need to get to this, this, this track. Or, hey, are you, how's the nutrition plan going? Okay, you're not eating what you need to eat in order to you know, achieve optimal performance in the race, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And so it just makes a difference when it comes to you achieving your goals in not only the set amount of time that you have set out to, but definitely not wasting, sure that you're not wasting your time, money, or energy in doing things that aren't necessary because you're bouncing around, comparing yourself to people and all this other stuff. And so find what you got to find, but make sure you get support that you need and stop DIYing. I uh, absolutely agree. Coach definitely gives the accountability factor, right? A lot of people find it hard to do stuff for themselves, but if you hire a coach, it's going to be a lot easier for you because they're holding you accountable, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's say uh, I'm part of your program, a six month accelerator, and the side business is doing fairly well. When is it time to consider pivoting from a side hustle to a full time business? Great question. So I actually, for my clients, I do sort of a we do like a math equation, real simple. So it's sort of like you know what is your what is the financial number for you? And so the way I think about this is 
and we're gonna do this for the people here, you know, on this podcast. What are your expenses? Business expenses and personal expenses. Because remember, think about this way. When you are deciding to, you know, let's say you really hate your job and you're just like, I just want to get out the job. There may be some people listening who you're just like, you know what? I just want multiple income streams. So, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, for those who are looking to quit their job, think about what are your business and personal expenses? What is it that you have? And at times that may be about like, you know, 1.5. Because by the time you get your business to this place that you want it to be, you might have additional expenses you need to cover. So essentially, what are your business and personal expenses? And then per month, those are on a monthly basis, your house, your car. Um, let's say you, you're going to hire a team. Um, what else? What else you got? Your you know website, whatever it may be, ads, whatever you end up doing. But what is that all that costing you per month? And then I say, try to have at least six months of that before you quit your job. Essentially, try to essentially be consistent with that income. So essentially, that's your first income. So that's the first income goal you want to reach is that you want to be able to, in a month for your business, reach a point where you have covered your business and personal expenses. And then you want to be at least consistent with that. That's most of the people I end up you know, coaching. Now, that's the, the number the, for the logical people, the logic people. For the emotional people, where you're just like, but Vanessa, I hate my job. Like, I need to get out now. Right. For those people, I would say you it's it's a it's a sort of a feeling in a sense, but I can't describe it. But essentially what happens is that you don't want to be in a place where but you you don't want to be in a place where you end up quitting your job, but you're only quitting your job because you're saying to yourself, back to what we were talking about earlier, where we're saying what are the, the misconceptions where people are saying, I need to quit my job in order to make my business happen. Like if only if only I quit my job, I would have so much more time. Like, no. That's not why you should quit your job. So you can have more time, quote unquote, for your business. That's not the reason to quit your job. It's essentially you want to be able to say, I can make this business happen. I have made it happen. And I can ensure that, you know, at least I will survive. My family will survive. Whoever it is that you're also, the, who's dependent on you as well too, will survive at least for the next month. And that's what I would say there. And really, that's just some more of like a, if you want like a hard math science to it, so to speak. But really, it's just going to vary per person, per person, you know, by person. Like I have one client who, you know, before we even got her business to that stage, she was like, listen, I already know what I'm currently doing. It's just not for me. It's not waking me up. You know, I can go live with, she's like, I can go live with some people, you know, with some family members and just like make it work. We have another client where she's like, okay, you know, I have this family thing about <laughs> like let me not go cray cray let me not go crazy let me just you know ensure that i get my expenses covered and then get that consistent for about a month or two and then i'll be comfortable and so it ends up really coming down to a personal preference but if you are looking for like the logical math and science behind it when you can cover your business and personal expenses for at least two months by just your business alone and keep in mind also insurance and you know pretty much insurance yeah if you mind business insurance health insurance all that jazz too um that you know you want to ensure that you are factoring in as well too when you think about your expenses. So we're near the end of the interview. I do want to ask you one last question. Uh, so let's say you are ready to go full time. How do you have this discussion with your family that you're going to go all in? You know, <laughs> that, that question is a tough one, Max. Why do I say it's a tough one? Because it depends on how supportive has your family been. And what ends up happening is that I, you know, meet a lot of ambitious purpose that solopreneurs where they're the only ones really around them, right? I mean, this was me when I was starting out my entrepreneurship journey. And I was in the corporate America space. I looked to my left, I looked to my right. Everyone else was on a corporate America hamster wheel. And so I didn't really have anyone here who was like, oh, you know, yeah, let's do entrepreneurship together, um, so to speak, right? They were either going off to grad school again, or they were looking for another job again, or essentially in my family, in terms of, I grew up in, from low-income background, my mother, right out of college, I made, my salary was two and a half times 
more than my mother will ever make in her hourly job. And so just right out of college. And so, and it will continue that. I mean, that was just like, you know, what, last decade or whatever. But anyways, point being that it's, you know, I didn't have, I don't really have much, you know, people in my family that were like, oh, you know, entrepreneurship, blah, blah, blah. And so I say that to say that if you are looking to tell your family that you're looking to, you know, go full throttle, quit your job, at the end of the day, if it, when you, if the numbers make sense, they're going to be supportive. They gonna work with it, right? Like at the end of the day, it's what makes you wake up in the morning. And I, it goes, goes back to what I said. I think I said this in the first five minutes or so. You need to be selfish. I'm gonna say it again. You need to be selfish. So do what works for you and keep it moving. They will get behind it, <laughs> you know, if you if you let them. Yeah, and ha- having a big fat check will also help with that too, right? Indeed, precisely, right? <laughs> precisely. Or even that's a, it was definitely great to chat with you. My listeners will definitely find our conversation beneficial in terms of starting a side hustle while running a full-time business. How can people connect with you through the socials and what is one project that you are currently working on? Yes, yeah, so actually those those two those two questions have one answer pretty much. So bootcamp.vzami.com. And so ever since let's say last summer, say summer 2020, I have been hosting these free business boot camps in my community, my private Facebook community. Um, you know, and yeah, skyrocket your side business with Vanessa Zami. So as I mentioned, I'm my main platform is Facebook. And so you can find me there, but essentially to sign up for our upcoming bootcamp and to just learn more about what other bootcamps we have coming up in store, just head on over to bootcamp, B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P dot vzami, V, my last name, Z-A-M-Y dot com. And you'll be able to find information there to sign up, learn more about our community of ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs here to guide you and help you move along with you. So looking forward to connecting with some of you as well too. And yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful year. Thanks, Vanessa. Best wishes in 2021. You as well, Max. As I said at the beginning of my podcast, side hustles are a great way to create additional income and can help support you uh, during times when you are in the middle of a layoff to give you that supplemental income to help ride the wave of not working full-time at a company. To summarize my conversation with Vanessa, here are a few quick points that I think were the most important points of our conversation. Again, a side hustle does not have to be complex. It has to be simple and simple is better. You want to make sure that people understand what you are delivering, who you are serving, what problem do they have and how is it that you can help them if you're serious about accelerating the success of your side hustle forget about trying to do it yourself you're going to be wasting too much time trying to tinker and test to see what works there are way too many resources available that can help you accelerate the learning curve whether it's coaches or courses and speaking of coaches you want to find someone that will hold you accountable whether that would be a coach an expert or a mentor These people will definitely give you the knowledge you need to avoid common mistakes that most first-time side hustlers run into. And then in terms of if you're interested in turning your side hustle to full-time business, Vanessa's tip for that from a logically speaking perspective is that you should be able to cover your business and personal expenses from your side hustle six months consistently. If you can do that, then you should seriously consider whether you want to drop your full-time job to focus on this side hustle full-time. Again, I really enjoyed this interview with Vanessa as it definitely helps educate working professionals that want to start a side hustle and don't know where to start. Thank you all again for listening to Chan with the Plan, the podcast. Again, my name is Max Chan. If you gained a lot of insights and found a lot of value in this episode, I would really appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family to help grow the show. I post new episodes weekly every Tuesday morning. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I post daily content on job search tips, career advice, and personal branding. Again, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.